Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I am sharing something that is so front and center on my mind and heart right now that I'm actually recording this in a parking lot in my car. (laughs) Because sometimes when things come to me, it's like, God, I need to get this out of my head and to you because it's really an important thing that I am truly in the trenches of right now, which is moving to a new area and needing to put down some roots and establishing myself. And I'm in the trenches of finding who my people are, finding ways to network, meet like-minded, like-hearted entrepreneurs, and just people in general, figuring out who my new doctor is going to be, who my new dentist is going to be, just all of these details. And it is really overwhelming. And it's reminding me so much of what I have been saying to the certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches who are in the trenches of starting their business, which is you got to make local connections first. Even if your end game is to be an online business, like, look, I have zero plans of doing in-person coaching right now. I don't have any plans, but it's still important to have local connections. So people know who you are. They know your business. They know you can support them. They know to refer people to you. And it just gives you that camaraderie and support that is so, so, so needed when you are starting a business, growing a business, evolving a business, or just needing to have that support from other entrepreneurs. And that is what I'm trying to be extremely intentional of right now is supporting local businesses from coffee to juice places, um, to just like little like mom and pop restaurants, uh, just really being intentional with where I'm spending my money and the connections I'm creating there. Even if there's like no mention of you know, anything that I do. I just genuinely want to get immersed into this community and know. So I just moved to the Boise area from California for those of you who did not know that. And I mean, Idaho is a whole different, totally different in every single way place than California. It's been really great so far. I've only been here um, a couple months, but you know, we really are learning to acclimate. And I think the fastest way to acclimate is just to fully immerse yourself. And that's what I'm doing. So I have made some dates to meet up with some people that have gone through my coaching certification who know who I am through that. Um, so I'm meeting with different coaches, I'm meeting with different practitioners, like pelvic floor physical therapists in the area, different physical therapists in general. Um, I'm making, I have joined jujitsu gym and I'm just really trying to, you know, get in the trenches of meeting people and being extremely proactive about that. 
And it can feel awkward. It's really hard to do all this research and to say, okay, is this the right doctor? You know, maybe you're not in a new area, but you're in the stages of trying to get your work out there or the service that you are offering. Maybe you just opened a gym. Maybe you are trying to get a a specific class running. Well, one great way of doing that is by connecting with other people that complement the work that you're doing. So that might be a pelvic floor physical therapist. That might be a gym owner. I mean, that may be a nutritionist. There's just so many different practitioners, no matter what career path we are in as entrepreneurs or otherwise, just people that can help complement the work that we are doing and can provide referrals and just overall connection. And I know that it is uncomfortable to be outgoing. Like, trust me, I am a hundred percent in the trenches of that right now where it just feels awkward to be like, Hey, like, yep, I just moved here. I'm looking for this or that, or having to call around um, and just put yourself out there, do coffee dates, do lunch dates can be really uncomfortable meeting people. And you have to do it anyway. If your goal is to establish yourself and to grow and to have like-minded professionals that support you, you have to get in the trenches of, of doing it yourself, of really putting yourself out there. You know, especially the last couple of years with how work dynamics have changed so much for people. I think there's more of a willingness to to network like that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in in person where you're talking, but you know, jumping on a call, having like a coffee date on Zoom or something, um, ways to just get really established and connected with other people. So you can start by sending emails. You can start by reaching out to people through social media even. It just kind of depends. And that's it's a fast way to figure out what somebody's about, which leads me to my next point. I am looking for somebody for everything right now, right? Like from a housekeeper to a babysitter to Botox to just different gyms and trying to get a feel for that, different practitioners. And you know what I'm doing? I'm looking at their social media. I'm seeing what their website looks like. I'm seeing what their Instagram looks like. If I'm trying to find a new hairdresser, I want to see representation of her work. If I'm looking for a gym, I want to get a feel for what their classes are like, what their facility looks like, etc. You know, I'm looking for testimonials. I'm looking for contact info that's really easy on their website. And it's just making it so obvious to me as an entrepreneur, the, the importance of having yourself established in the very, very, very basic ways. It does not have to be fancy. It does not have to be super complex at all, but it does need to be clear if you're trying to establish yourself and put your things out into the community from your Instagram and what you have represented there in, in photos and where they can get a vibe of what you're about in a few scrolls, like, cool, that is the goal. Do they know where you're located? Is there a clear link to click on that will direct them to a way to contact you? And of course, conversation can be had in the DMs, but there should be a place where they can learn more about you and look at your website, look at the services that you offer, look at your background. Like the about page is one of the most clicked on pages on a website. That should be there and accessible. Your content needs to be clear. And just know there's going to be people like me that are like, God, I really need somebody in this area that does that. And then they'll maybe see your name recommended in a mom Facebook group. This is what I've done for lots of things. And then I go and I try to search for them on Instagram to see what they're like really about, what their business is about, or just kind of what their vibe is. You know, like we kind of go into stalker mode. 
you have to when you are in the trenches of searching and finding the right fit for whatever service or thing that you're looking for. And I think as entrepreneurs, we we get so preoccupied by other things that we forget that people really just want the basics. So where are people looking to find someone who does their hair? Where are people looking to find you know, like what's a good nail salon to go to? Well, they're probably looking on Yelp. So what do the Yelp reviews look like? Is the contact information clear? Like, w- like what is there? And are we asking people to leave reviews and get those testimonials and spotlight some of those testimonials? Because that speaks so highly of what you do. And if we're missing those points, we're missing out on potential customers. So it's been interesting as both a business owner and online op- entrepreneur to be here and like trying to make connections myself, but also be on the side of truly someone is, I guess, trying to be the consumer, somebody who is seeking out a ton of new services, (laughs) again, from hair to doctors, to pediatricians, to um, nail salons, to good food places, to a dermatologist, to babysitters, to just like freaking everything. Truly, I'm starting over. I don't have... I don't have these connections yet. Everything, we kind of take that stuff for granted when we've been established in a community. When you move to a new community, it's really trying to like Google and Facebook group your way through figuring out who's coming highly recommended. And, you know, that is a process. So to be in that consumer side, but looking at it through the lens of a business owner is giving me a lot of clarity on, okay, what do I need to do better then on my social media or on my website or in ways that people get a good feel for what I am about. And also the coaches that, you know, that I'm working with that are going on to start small businesses or, you know, I guess evolve what their business offers are. Are they really putting out there what people want to find? And it's so easy to share and just post like a lot of nuanced stuff. But again, remember most people that are, are seeking out your service, not just consumption of your content, but but of the actual service, they are looking for, can you help me? And can you prove that you can help me? And that's what we have to remember to share. And we can share that through photos, through videos, through clarity in contact information and website, in them getting a feel for who you are and what you're about. Keeping it simple is a lost art, especially when we factor in like the online social media space. But just know people like me are looking for a variety of services and we are going to stalk our way into finding who seems like the right fit and how you represent yourself as a small business owner really, really matters. So I wanted to record this episode as a way to just, I guess, act as a reminder, both if you're a business owner or entrepreneur, like staying true to what actually matters for people that you're trying to help, people that you're trying to sell to, people that you're trying to get as new clients. We got to make that stuff really, really clear. And then from a consumer end, knowing, you know, I know the the term like do your research is thrown around a lot. I mean, that's really exactly what we're doing. We're collecting information based on a lot of first impressions by scrolling through, by reading some reviews by getting a feel for what the place looks like or what how the person presents their their skill. You know, if you're looking again for like hairstylist, that's like an easy one. What does their Instagram page look like? Do they have clients 
that have similar hair to you that are being shown? Or maybe the style of work, is that something that would work well for you or not? So again, remembering who your ideal client is, your target client, and then having information related to your business that really speaks to that avatar and that person. Because people like me are seeking that out. What is relatable? Who could I vibe well with? Who understands what kind of preferences I have or want from a practitioner or doctor? Or um, what kind of pediatrician do I want for my kid? And can I get a feel for that from their website or from their social media or what people are saying about them? All of those things really, really matter. And it is 100% worth leaning into when you are in the trenches of starting a business keeping it extremely clear and easy to say, this is why I am worth working with. This is why I'm qualified. This is what I do. This is what my process looks like. And then ways for them to learn more and make that contact really easy. I sent somebody a message and I was like, hey, can I read through your, um, like they asked me to like look at their their terms or whatever. And this is for a practitioner. I was like, sure. Like, where is that at? And like, do you have a website? Because there was no website on the Instagram. And she's like, well, I don't have a website. Okay, uh, where can I read about that? your procedures then? And she directed me to her Instagram highlights. Well, that's not a problem. It shows me that there's like a piece missing here. She's obviously extremely talented in what she does, like her craft. She is good at her craft but there is a business element that needs to be improved upon. Now, that's not like a total make it or break it thing for me at all. It's just an observation of like, okay, it needs to exist in more places than just your Instagram highlights. There should be a page that goes over the protocol before seeing the practitioner and after or whatever. Um, The things that she wanted me to read as a consumer that should be housed in a place that's not Instagram highlights. Now, you might be hearing this going, well, like, yeah, obviously. It is not obvious. Trust me. Again, I am I am in the trenches of stalking people, of trying to find who's going to do my hair and my whatever. I don't even know. Just like literally all of the things. It is not obvious. And so if you're listening to this, please do not feel like I am shaming you or calling anyone out. I'm literally not. This is something, this is a theme happening across the board and why I felt like I have to stop exactly what I'm doing right now and record a podcast episode about this because there are simple fixes to gaining more business and for being able to consume a lot faster or more efficient. So again, a lot of people have entered the online entrepreneurial space. They're leaving corporate. There is so much of that happening, shifts and transitions. So when you are starting out or trying to really refine what you're offering, keep it clear, keep it digestible, keep it relatable. And that is what will help generate business because there will always be people looking for what you have to offer. It's how you put that offer out there that's going to make it a lot easier for them to look for you, find you, and actually work with you and pay you. All of those things are so important. And I am much more willing to give my money to somebody who it, it, their information shows me that they're running like a legit thing. Like that to me, I'm like, okay, I know that if they have invested in this way to at least have these basics covered, I feel really comfortable about going and working with them. Okay. Their website's not from 2004. Cool. Like then I feel comfortable having my kid go to that pediatrician office because that means they're going to be up to date on all the other things, right? Like it's little things like that 
We get so honed in on our craft that we forget all of the support structure that goes along with our craft. And those things really, really matter. So again, it's not a make it or break it, but it is something that matters, especially as, you know, I I don't know. I think a lot of you are millennials that listen to this podcast based on what my data tells me. We have grown up with social media kind of around us now through our 20s, maybe our, our early 30s now and or into your early 40s. And you're going like, okay, I know that this is what will give me really good feedback. That's where you spend a lot of your time at consuming. Maybe not all of you. This is a generalization, but it's where we're spending time in consuming. So if people are going to be spending time there and consuming, are you findable? Are you putting out content and things that make your service and your work easily digestible? And if you're not, it's something to think about. And it does, again, does not have to be complex. Your location should be there. Your name, not just your business should be there. I'm not just like everyday battles or pregnancy and postpartum athleticism. Like I'm Brianna Battles and I want that attached to any brand that I am. So people know the human behind the brand, not just strong mommy fitness. Like, well, who's that? There's a million of strong mommy fitnesses, right? (laughs) So your name should also be attached to your brand. There should be contact information, whether it's email, website, phone number, whatever. A booking link should be there. Um, There should be testimonials. There should be pictures. If you're at a facility, you own a Pilates studio, or you're doing one-on-one Pilates work, whatever it might be, we should get a feel for what that environment actually looks like. My mom's going in trying different CrossFit gyms. Okay, what is this like? What's the coaching like? What's the programming like? Is that all reflected online or in a, on Instagram in ways that we can get a feel for to know if it's the right fit or not? And it's not that something's like bad. It's just finding the right individual fit. And we all know what that's like. We, we kind of sift through what resonates and what doesn't all the time. So business owners, or when you're just starting out, and this might be something that's really small scale for you. Those few things of how you are represented for those seeking really, really matter. And there's a lot we can do to just make some tweaks that can have big impact. So I feel like there was more to this that I wanted to share, but those are the main, main themes that have been coming up so much for me. Get yourself out there, make some of those local connections. One of the best things you can do is get reps in person, whether that's conversations or coaching, all of that translates back to online. But there's a lot of goodness that can be done in your community all the time. Get grounded with the people that are also doing good, solid, complimentary work. And it's okay to go in and be like awkward and <laughs> and and outgoing. But you know, even if you're introverted, like trust me, I, I hate this. Like people think I'm really outgoing, but this is really hard for me to go and meet people and have to like, you know, just like, hey, what do you do? And I'm like, it's a great freaking question at this point in my life. It's business is kind of hard to explain, but let me try. (laughs) Like it is uncomfortable for all of us, no matter how far ahead you are, or if you're just starting out, it is uncomfortable, but it is absolutely worth it. And I did that before. I did that in California where when I started out my coaching in person, um, I was in the trenches of that community, very deeply connected to the doctors, the physical therapists, the lactation consultants. I was referred to constantly in the mom groups. Like I was, I was the person in that area. And that was from years and years and reps and reps of working with so many different people and collaborating with so many different people and 
keeping an open mind and supporting other people. So this is not my first rodeo. This is just, oh, this is like kind of everything added in. It's, it's not just business connections that I'm trying to make at this point in time. Um, which is why I think I'm, I'm feeling it so much of the value of getting connected and getting reps in your community, um, and supporting other businesses in the ways that you can. So get out there, which is hard. It's always worth it and make your stuff clear so that after you're out there and making those connections, people feel really confident knowing like, okay, and this is how you contact that person and they can refer to you or they can, they can do their own further research to know if you really are somebody that they want to refer to. Thank you guys for listening to this quick episode. If you liked this subject of conversation, I would really love that feedback. So if you could leave a review or um, rate the show, that would be great. Send me a DM. I would really love to hear from you and I appreciate your support. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.